You're listening to episode 109 of the Chasing Simple podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. If you're an old friend, welcome back. And if you're new around here, Chasing Simple was created to help you uncomplicate your life and business. My mission is to help you simplify so that you can truly live your life. And this week on the podcast, my guest is going to blow you away with tips on simplifying your business. I'm joined by Coley James, a family filmmaker and system strategist for photographers based outside of Boulder, Colorado. In addition to making art that reflects the reality of parenthood, she helps photographers and other creatives build businesses that are sustainable and profitable using systems and automations. Today, Coley is joining me to chat all about systems and automations within your business. We cover things like what are systems, automations, and CRMs, where to begin with automating, why are systems so important, and what do they actually do for you as a business owner? Whether you are brand new to the idea of systems or you already have started your journey with them, this episode is a can't miss. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? You've got content to create, not a lot of time. There's a grocery list to be made, a load of laundry to move through, emails to be answered, and you want to try and somehow squeeze in some time to work on that secret project. You know, the one that's going to really move the needle in your business. But you can't think of a single thing to say to your audience right now. So what's the move? Do you continue to stare at your screen, hoping and praying that some idea will magically come to you? Or do you go Google what's going on today? Maybe it's National Write-A-Thank-You Card Day or something, and you could probably post about that, right? What if I told you that I had a better way? That I could help you stop wasting time not knowing what to post, and I could help you ensure that what you were posting would actually mean something for your audience. And not only for your social media, but for all of your content, blog posts, podcast episodes, YouTube videos, email newsletters, social media. I've got something for you that will cover it all for an entire year. And you can grab it for yourself for just $37. It sounds too good to be true, I know, but it's not. I've carefully crafted an entire year of content props for the business owner that needs a little help but doesn't want to put fluff out to her audience. 
One of the biggest struggles I hear from my students is that they just don't know what to say sometimes. So I wanted to create an affordable way to nip that in the bud. If you want to keep the content flowing so that you can show up consistently for your audience in a business building way, head on over to amandawarfield.com forward slash content prompts to grab my entire year of prompts for just $37. That's less than 12 cents a prompt to make sure that you're really pouring into your audience. So head on over and grab those prompts. And again, that link is amandawarfield.com forward slash content prompts and start simplifying your content creation today. Hey, Coley, I am so excited to have you on. I know that we have so much in common and I'm so excited for all the listeners to get to know you. So why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do and who you serve? Hey guys, I'm Coley James. I am a family filmmaker and now Dubsado strategist based right outside of Boulder, Colorado. I started my business as most photographers do, you know, just taking pictures of their own kids. And I loved it so much that I started taking pictures of uh, other families. And then almost from the beginning, I started doing videos, which was not a very popular thing almost nine and a half years ago. So I've been making films and slideshows for my clients from the very beginning. And I know that now that's a really popular thing. And in the last year, not necessarily because of the pandemic, but aligned with it, I started offering Dubsado setups for photographers so that they could get more time back from their business to spend with their family members. And what we're going to talk about today is systems, automation, things having to do with Dubsado. So could you go back and tell us a little bit about how you got to that point of offering that service? How did you even get into dealing with systems and automations? Yeah. So I like the business side of of being a photographer. I know many people do not, but I actually enjoy the business side. But what I don't enjoy is doing tasks that I have to repeat over and over again. Busy work. I just, yeah, busy work. I can't stand busy work. And so almost from the beginning of my business, I was looking for ways to automate those kinds of tasks so that I wasn't doing them. I didn't have a CRM, which is a customer relationship manager. I didn't have one of those the first few years of my business. But once I discovered what a CRM was, oh, I was hooked because then I didn't have to save my emails in Gmail as drafts and then send them to my clients. I wasn't losing leads because I wasn't trying to figure out who I'd emailed and who I hadn't. So from the very beginning, I was looking for ways to save time. And once I got introduced to CRMs, I think it was back in 2016 or 2015, I was like, oh, these are amazing. And being the tech person that I am, once I discovered the CRMs, I wanted to know everything that was possible with them. So I just drove straight in to figure out, oh, I can send my emails automatically. Well, this is great. What else does it do? So I just started going through. And then I realized that many photographers don't like the tech. And so they sometimes invest in CRMs And they're not even using them to their full potential because they just don't know what else they will do besides send emails automatically. Because I know I've mentioned that a few times, but that is the one thing that almost everybody knows that a CRM does. But CRMs do so much more. Okay. So what other things do they do then? What other things should we be thinking about as far as systems and automations and choosing a CRM? What exactly is it taking off of our plate? So besides automating or even just keeping track of your client communication, I think that's a big one. The second most popular feature of almost every CRM that you can purchase on the market, including HoneyBook, which is what Amanda uses, (laughs) is the proposal or quote system. So that is for us service providers. We offer 
our clients some service on a proposal. It could be a single service. It could be that you're giving them a menu of services to choose from, and then it will automatically connect to a contract. So yes, guys, no more email back and forth. No more. I know a few people who are still physically mailing people contracts to get signatures and having them mail them back. It is 2022. We do not need to be doing any of that anymore but it will present the contract so that they can electronically sign it. And then it will present the invoice where they're either paying you in full for your service, if that's the way that you roll, or you can set it to collect a certain percentage or a certain amount in order to retain your services. Have you seen anyone do anything, I'm sure you have, different with CRMs outside of just those things? Like for example, as you know, and as those of you that have listened to the podcast episode about this, which I'll link to in the show notes, I use it. I've set up a whole brand within HoneyBook, my CRM, just for the podcast so that when I have guests, I have all of the guest information in one place. Have you seen anything else similar to that, that other people have done that people could maybe think of adding into their own business? No. So sometimes I get people that say, oh, but you know, I charge for my services in a different program and that's fine. I think that what you've mentioned is if you have a service business where you are collecting any kind of information, I think CRMs are a great place for you to go to get everything centralized. So that's the other big thing is we talked about client communication. We talked about the onboarding process in terms of getting clients actually booked. But that centralized area where you can keep not only the client information, but anything that they've sent you, all of their payment records, everything in one system, so that you are not constantly going to multiple apps to find something for one particular client. So I don't have any like really good other stories besides, I mean, because you're doing a great job with the podcast, but anybody else who just needs to collect information from clients and, you know, have a form out there that's in public so that someone could fill it out to start the process, a CRM is a really good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We know any kind of information we can use for clients, for onboarding, things like that. If there's someone who's listening and they're like, I don't know, I really love my system. It works for me. This is like, this is what works. What would you say to them as far as why they need systems and automations, why they need a CRM? What does that do for them in the long run? Let's talk about scaling. Even if you're not at a point in your business right now where you are thinking about scaling, as much as you can streamline your business now, it makes it to where you are able to scale when you are ready. And beyond actually scaling your business and spending more time working on your business instead of in your business, which is a, you know, it's a good phrase that lots of people use. I actually pitch it to my photographer clients as you get to spend more time with your family. Because I know what a lot of us, not just photographers, any service provider, what we realize is that we go into owning our own business to have time to ourselves and run our own schedule. But when it comes to all of the things that you do besides your actual service, it takes up so much more time than any of us anticipated. So anything that you can do to automate the process, I mean, like bookkeeping, like how many of us are using QuickBooks? Because it's a really easy way to, again, get all of your financial information centralized so that you can categorize your transactions. You can look at your invoices. You can run reports and see how much money you're making. QuickBooks is like the financial CRM (laughs) that I'm talking about. Any of the CRMs that, because I use Dubsado and Amanda uses HoneyBook, and there are many others. All of those do for your business what QuickBooks is doing for your money. So if anybody relates to that analogy, I hope that that helps. I think that's such an important point of 
you've got more time for your family. Because I know that when I first started my business, and I've heard this from so many of my students and clients, we start our business and we think this is going to give us freedom. And then we end up chained to our desk because we had no idea how much was actually going to go into running a business and how many different hats we were going to have to wear, especially mm-hmm. those of us that are solopreneurs, which most of the listeners are, there is a lot on our plates at any given time and a lot of different things that we need to do in order to feel like we're not neglecting parts of our business, which is where systems and automations come in. So you mentioned QuickBooks. Are there any other systems, automations out there that you recommend to clients that you particularly love to use for your own business, other kind of things they can think about outside of a CRM tool? Well, one of the things that you talked about was why should someone look at a CRM if they like their system that they currently have? And I would say in the last three months, I have had several people who have switched over to did their setup. And the reason that they did it was to eliminate their calendar subscription. So I know a lot of us use Acuity or Calendly to do all kinds of things, to schedule discovery calls, to schedule our actual service and do those things. But so many of the CRMs are now offering their own scheduling feature inside that if you haven't taken a look at kind of getting the centralized client communication along with the scheduling in the exact same software, you should really, you know, shop around, look around or see if your particular CRM already offers it and you're just not taking advantage of it. Because in the last week, I have talked to four people who all have Dubsado and Dubsado has a scheduler, but they're all still using Acuity because they just haven't found the time to move their scheduling over into Dubsado because then it can do all kinds of things. If everything is in your same app, your calendar is going to be talking immediately to the projects. And I mean, you can do all kinds of workflows with this. So I feel like every six months, people should just literally write a list of all of the subscriptions that they pay for and what they do, like how they function for you and just see if, you know, one of your pieces of software now offers that feature so that you can stop paying for a separate service. I love that so much. I'm not a systems expert, but I feel Mm -hmm. like I've talked to so many friends in the industry and they've mentioned something about Calendly or Acuity. And I'm like, you pay for a CRM. Why are you paying (laughs) for both? Like what? And people just, they just don't know. They don't realize mm-hmm. that the CRM tools can do that. So I love that. And I love the tip about looking at all of your subscriptions and the things you're paying for and making sure that you're not double paying for anything. Because I mean, we all hate to be paying for subscriptions that we don't need. I mean, it's pointless. And I do just want to put a caveat out there because I don't actually tell everyone to get rid of their calendar subscription. There are certain businesses that you should probably hold on to that acuity just a little longer. And that's if you have a team. Like we're mostly talking about solopreneurs today, but just in case somebody's listening that isn't a solopreneur and you have multiple people on your team and you're like, oh, I can switch to my you know, scheduler, my CRM. No, probably not. <laughs> they are not that sophisticated yet to be able to handle multiple schedules in order to schedule out. So that's just my little caveat. You know, you need to do some research before you just automatically cancel that acuity or that Calendly subscription. Love that. Thank you. Okay. So we've got finances, we've got client relationships, we've got calendars. Are there any other parts of your business that you automate or have systems for that you would recommend people kind of thinking about? Not really in the CRM world. I use a program called Narrative and Narrative. And 
So granted, these might be a little bit more specific for photographers. So I apologize. Narrative helps me blog faster. It adds the SEO words and, you know, it's very pretty and it's very easy to use. It has a drag and drop interface. So I use that for blogging. I also use something called Aftershoot to now cull my images. It is AI, guys. It is amazing. It'll run through there. It'll get rid of all of the ones where your clients half blinked. And now the system is so intuitive that if it's supposed to be that their eyes are closed to like, for example, there was one where originally it tried to eliminate it because the woman had her eyes closed, but she was praying. Let's all agree that because she was praying, her eyes could be closed. But now they've done an update where it's only doing it if it can tell that the eye blink was, you know, not intentional. So I thought that was really amazing update. But those are two pieces of software that automate parts of my business that don't really have anything to do with anybody other than photographers. Okay. Technology is both amazing and terrifying at the same time. Like it is. That's so cool. Truly. So like kind of scary. Okay. Love that. What about for the people that are listening that are very, very new business owners and they are maybe not quite ready to invest in a CRM and they're unsure, what should they be thinking about long-term with their business? What should they be looking at as they're trying to choose their CRM? Maybe what kind of things should they be thinking about for the future? Okay, so I'm going to take one step back and I'm going to say it's totally not true. Everybody is ready to invest in a CRM, guys. It's $35 a month. It's like the cost of a dinner. I just want to say that in case anybody thinks that the software is very expensive. It is not. But if you are not ready to invest the time in getting a CRM done, let's talk about what you should do. The more that you can streamline your own business systems without a CRM, the easier it's going to be for you to transfer your business into a CRM. So for example, we've talked about emails quite a bit. There are so many emails that I know for a fact people are writing from scratch every single day in their business that they shouldn't be. So if that means that you need a Google Doc of all of your templated emails that you can go to to copy and paste from, if that means that you save them in Gmail as drafts like I did when I first started my business, that is a really good way to make sure that you are communicating consistently to each and every lead or client that you get. The second thing that I encourage everybody to do before you take one step towards a CRM is that you write down what you want your client experience to be from beginning to end. And guys, whether it has automation or not, if you don't have a clear vision on what you want your customer journey to be, there's no way you're going to be able to implement it into a CRM when you're ready to purchase one. Like for example, for myself, let's do setups because I keep on talking about photography and, you know, most of you guys are photographers. So for my one-to-one service where I set up your Dubsado for you on my website, there are two ways that you can start the process. You can either schedule that 20 minute call direct off of a scheduler, or you can fill out a contact form. I'll look it over and then I will send you a scheduler if it, you know, if you're asking for a service that I provide, or if I could help you make the decision on whether or not it's a good choice for you, then we have the call. Then I send you the proposal that once again has the offer, it has the contract and it has the invoice. And then the moment that you fill it out and you pay your creative fee, I have a whole system on the back end that gets you started for the system. It opens a client portal, which guys, if you don't have a CRM that has a client portal, it's amazing. It's just this place that your client can go and see every single thing that they've ever filled out for you or that you've done for them or that you've sent them so that they're not constantly digging in the emails for links. Then I send you four different forms that you fill out. 
again, if you're a service provider, you probably ask your clients for some kind of information. If you're a website designer, you ask them for their copy and the images to go and like all of these kinds of things. You can create those forms inside your CRM and send them to the client and then they can fill them out, you know, by the deadline and then you can review them. And then I schedule a strategy call which means I'm using the scheduler a second time so that they can pick a time for the strategy call. And then after, you know, I have a series of emails that go out to nurture them, to assure them of what I'm doing. And then at the end of the day, I have a very loosely templated email that's like, these are all the things that I did in your account. You have 30 more days of support. Here's the list of things that you should do to get started. So all of those have different levels of automation. But even if I wasn't doing any of that automatically, at least I would be able to visually see what got sent to each client, even if I was still hitting send. It makes the experience more consistent. So if you sit down and you brainstorm this all out, then you can start thinking about what should be automated and what shouldn't be automated. Because I got to tell you, not everything needs to be automated, but I would love it to be ready automatically <laughs> for me to hit send. Okay. A couple of things that I just love there and want to point out. First and foremost, just like with batching your content, which you guys know mm-hmm. I talk about all the time, having a CRM tool, having that system in place or those systems, depending on how complex things get inside of your business, having those in place means that you don't have to think about the client stuff other than the actual service that you're providing. You don't have to think about it because you've already done it once and it's there to be used over and over and over again. The other thing that you mentioned that I really loved was not having to think about what you're going to say because you've already written it out. So all of these emails that you're sending, yes, it provides consistency for your clients as a whole, for each individual client, but also for your brand. Because as you create these templated emails, which yes, you can do in Gmail and save them as a template there now, but you've got the template. Oh, it has templates. See, girl, I haven't looked in so long. I didn't even know that. They did just start (laughs) offering that. And I use it for things that don't need to be inside of my CRM tool, but I use HoneyBook for Mm -hmm. both of my businesses, for my podcast, for the summit. Like I use HoneyBook for everything because it makes it so easy. But when you send things like, a brand guide, or when you send those forms and questionnaires, they're all branded to your brand, which creates a cohesive experience experience. Mm -hmm. for your clients. And then in the copy you're sending in those emails, you're not having to, let me type out this email as quick as I can to get it off and get to the next thing on my to-do list. You already have it written and you've been able to take the time to add in branded phrases and things like that. You'll notice if you ever, gifts, yeah. If you ever work with me and once we're officially, the contract is signed, one of the emails I send right after that is like, I'm throwing Mickey shake confetti. Like That's one of the first lines. I'm so excited. But because it's a template, I can create that consistent branded experience. You guys all know. Cats and Disney. That's my thing. I can create that consistent experience because I'm not having to rewrite those emails every single time that I send them. And it makes it so you're not forgetting details. You're not saying, oh, I Mm -hmm. wish that I had remembered to send that to the client. Oh, I forgot this detail. Let me send another email. It's all there. You have all the details you need. You just got to fill it out. However, your template needs to be filled out. So yeah. And for the template, I just also want to say, because someone said to me one time, but I don't want my clients, I don't want my clients to get the same, you know, bland email. I'm like, yeah, no, if you've ever seen one of my emails, they're definitely not bland. 
Sometimes I cuss if it's appropriate for whatever the client is. I have gifts, I have emojis. And the other thing, guys, is it's good to have a base. But if I need to add one or two sentences for that client, it takes me 20 seconds to just type a few sentences. And then the email is personalized. I am asking them how their kid's birthday party was last week, or if they've done their first client through Dubsado yet. I mean, I have the ability to just very quickly add in a few sentences and then approve it so that it will still be sent, but it will also be personalized. Absolutely. Just like, again, with batching, batching is a system. When you are batching your content, I tell my students this all the time, just because you have scheduled out content, it doesn't mean that if you're inspired, you can't go add more content, that you can't go post extra stuff. Like just because you have something doesn't mean that's the end all be all. And the same is true for this. Okay. Everyone's convinced they're going to get a CRM tool. They're going to implement this in their own business. Where do they begin? Because I know this is where most people get stuck. How do you start? So I just want to say on the surface, every single CRM might look like they have the exact same features. And they do. I mean, like I said, they all have a proposal quote system. They all let you send some kind of consistent automated client emails. Some of them have a few different features. So like 17 hats, we were talking about QuickBooks. 17 hats actually has financial capabilities inside the CRM to where you technically wouldn't need a separate QuickBooks. Like it will bring your bank information from your checking account, from your credit cards, and let you categorize your expenses inside of 17 hats. They are the only CRM that does that. But so every one of them might have like this one little quirk that makes it awesome. For example, HoneyBook was one of the first ones to have an app. So if having an app on your phone that is like top level is your number one priority, you might just need to get HoneyBook because they are top of game when it comes to having an app on your phone. Where Dubsado stands out is design. My proposals are very beautiful and you can't tell that you're not on my website. Like sometimes you need a little coding to like really wow people, but straight out of the box, Dubsado offers images and copy and all kinds of questions on your proposal to make it look really nice and elevated. Just one more example. If you are a person who loves reporting and you like to be able to see, you know, finite information, details for like every little thing, Tave is an amazing CRM for that. You know, on the surface, they all have the same capabilities, but what you should do is write a list of things that you want in a CRM. So for example, if having a scheduler is important, make sure that you're getting a CRM that has a scheduler because there are still three that don't have schedulers. And then, of course, you know, the other little things like if you are a QuickBooks user and you want your CRM to be able to integrate with QuickBooks and immediately copy your invoices from the CRM to QuickBooks, make sure that you choose one that integrates with QuickBooks. A few of them will integrate with Wave or with Zero. So if you're not a QuickBooks user, so these are all of the things that you should kind of look for when you're shopping around for your CRM. And if you're still confused and you're like, well, Coley, I really want to know if I can find a CRM that will do this. Just hit me up on Instagram. I completely love helping people find the CRM that works for them. And even though I use Dubsado and I love it, and Amanda uses HoneyBook and I'm a fan of HoneyBook, I will really try to help you find a CRM that works for your business and not just the one that I love the most. I know that I used a bunch of free trials to test out a bunch of different ones. That was helpful for getting in because on paper, when I was reading blog posts, I liked Dubsado better, Mm -hmm. but then I got in there and I was very confused and it wasn't a straight. You liked the interface. Yeah. You should, you should never buy a CRM if you have not done a trial and you have not physically clicked the buttons because I actually have a student who came to Dubsado and then she said, nope, I'm going back to HoneyBook. 
And that's fine. I love that you know that the the system in HoneyBook is more intuitive to you and it makes sense because even if you take a course, even if you hire someone to, you know, set it up, if it doesn't make sense when you're inside the CRM, you will not use it to its full potential. And that is what I want for everyone. I want everyone to get a CRM that makes sense to them, that gives you as much time back in your business as possible. Do you have a Dubsado trial link that people can? I do. It's just Coley James. And that will get you 30% off of your first payment, whether that's a month or it's for a year. And honestly, Dubsado does something different with their trial. And that's the other thing that you should look at when you're comparing them, or it might influence the order in which you try them out. Dubsado's trial is not timed. So you could actually have a Dubsado trial forever. But when you process three different clients is when the trial ends versus, you know, I think HoneyBooks is 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. So it's timed. So just make sure that you're paying attention to that. And also, guys, these CRMs want your business. So if you're ever doing a trial and you didn't get to use it fully and, you know, you're still trying to decide, just reach out to that company. I am sure that they will extend your trial, you know, even if it's just for another week or two so that you can go back in and make sure that it is the CRM for you or it's not. That's a great tip. Okay. I will link to, well, link slash put that information in the show notes, guys. And I'll also put, I have a code for HoneyBook and I don't remember exactly what it is. I think (laughs) it'll all be in the show notes. If you want to try, test out both of those. There are plenty of other ones though out there. If you want to test out others, definitely do your research. Okay. So they've got, they've chosen their CRM. Then what's the next step? Getting organized enough to get it in there. So like I said, I mean, you should sit down and strategy is so much about whether or not you're going to be successful in your CRM. So making sure that you have, you know, all of your canned email templates ready to go, making sure that you have actually sat down and brainstormed what you want your client journey to be. Now that's two steps, guys. In your client journey, you should write down what you want it to be. And then there's the process of seeing if that's possible in your CRM. So like, it's one thing for you to say, hey, I want it to do, you know, this, 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 and this. And then when you go in your CRM, you have no idea how to do it. So it's like mapping process. Also, guys, I just want to say there are so many resources out there for every single CRM. All of them have user groups inside of Facebook. So if you lay out your customer journey like you want it to be and then you get stuck, I am 100% sure that you can either get help for that inside their user group or many of the CRMs offer free one-to-one calls where you can speak with somebody that works for that company and they will help you figure out how to implement your customer journey into their system. Yeah, I love that. And okay, I have four brands inside of HoneyBook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I've created workflows a quadrillion times at this point. (laughs) What has helped me most was to write it all out on my whiteboard, what I thought Mm -hmm. the workflow would look like. And then as I went, as I got clients, I would create each email, each flow, each whatever flows or HoneyBook's new thing where you have everything all in one place, each questionnaire, all of that stuff. As I created each piece, I did it as I got the client so that I could continue Mm -hmm. to change it and make it better. And then once I had lived out the workflow a few times, I waited until then to actually set up a workflow inside HoneyBook. I know for me that worked best because I will create a workflow and then actually get into having a client realize that that didn't work at all and I need to do it something different. So that was helpful having on the whiteboard so I could make notes and make changes and add this and add that. 
that was really helpful. If anyone is like, I'm completely overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Maybe try that. Just write it out on Mm -hmm. a piece of paper in a word doc, wherever, and follow it without actually implementing it into the CRM tool just yet. So I'm just going to say, I think that is, that's great. And I totally agree. But I think that also depends on which CRM you're using. So like in Dubsado, I would actually suggest that you created it. And then if it doesn't work, you can just change anything that you want. And I actually tell all of my clients, listen, we did this. I need you guys to live with the system for three months. If there are things that you don't like in three months, we can tweak anything that you want, but don't jump in there and then think that you don't like this one thing and then tweak it. Cause I'm fairly positive that after you've had a few more clients, you're going to want to tweak it back. I mean, there are reasons that we set it up like we did. So make notes every time there's something that you're doing, whether it's in a workflow or you're just doing it manually, like have a set place on your computer to make notes about the workflow steps and whether or not you think that they're working for you and what kind of tweaks you want to make. Because one recent change that I did was I realized I didn't like, I don't, as a client, as a client of someone else, I do not like when I fill out a form and I don't get an email confirmation. It makes me wonder whether or not they got it. So recently I've started adding in reminders for questionnaires and complete a completion email. That's like, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I really appreciate it. I'm going to read over your answers and I'm going to get back to you, you know, whatever the next steps are. But I realized that as a client, that was something that I wanted. So then I implemented it as the, you know, service provider. So also guys, your experiences have value as a client. So if you ever hire someone and they do something that you love, write it down. If you hire someone and they do something that you hate, write it down because you want to make sure that those are influencing how you communicate and interact with your own clients. I love it. That's such a good tip. Such a good tip to be paying attention to not just what you're doing, but who you're hiring and how that And how it makes you feel as a client, because we all want our clients to feel valued. We all want them to feel taken care of. And so if you have an experience where, I mean, even if the service provider that you hired isn't doing a bad job, but you're like, oh, I really wish they had done this. That's probably something that you need to write down and make sure that you're doing in your own business. Love it. Now we all have agreed that we need a CRM tool. We've started thinking about different things that we can systematize and automate in our business. We've decided what CRM tool we want to use, and we've started thinking about what our workflows are going to be, what our client journey is going to be, whether we DIY it or we want to get Dubs Auto and hire Coley to do it for us. Links in the show notes if you want to check out our services. We are on our way. If you could give everyone one action step this week to take action to get started with this process, what would it be? It would be emails. I don't think people realize how much time they waste on their emails and you teach batching content. It's the same thing with like batching your content for Instagram or even emails or whatever it is. You sit there and you think about what you want to do for so long and you do that every single time. And if you took that time and you added it up, I'm sure you would get a whole day back in your week. I mean, seriously, guys, it is a lot of time wasted when you're not using just really simple templates. So the first thing that I always suggest is the emails, making sure that you figure out every single email that you need to send someone in the client journey from when they inquire to when you finally deliver and you close out their project. And then of course, that second step is mapping out that customer journey, you know, whatever you envision in your head, not even thinking about the CRM, just what you want your clients to experience from beginning to end. Wonderful. Okay, everyone, I want you to 
start doing that this week. Start mapping out those emails. And as you're doing it, I want you to send us a DM. Both of our Instagrams are in the show notes. Again, send us a DM and let us know that you're working on it. If you have any questions or anything, Coley is definitely the person to ask, but let us know that you're working on it. And then what would be one book recommendation that you have for everyone listening? So I love building a story brand. I think that it it applies to so much of our business from beginning to end, whether it's your websites, whether it's your communication, whether or not it's the communication that you're putting inside of your CRM. <laughs> so if you haven't read Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, I do highly recommend it. It's also an audiobook, which is how I listen to it. So either way, you can get the information and you will really start to think about your business, your website, the way that you interact with your clients, how you communicate in a different way. Perfect. Coley, thank you so much again for being here and for talking through systems and automations and CRMs with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me, Amanda. And I can't wait to see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.